Thank you for joining me on another episode of Mum in Training, where we talk all things in the remit of parenthood. If you are a first-time listener, please follow the podcast and Instagram. Both are Mum in Training. If you want to email and get in contact with us and ask us any questions or give any advice, the email address is mumintraining838 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. The show is broadcast every other Sunday until we hit 500 followers. Then we'll have to up the ante and have weekly chats. Um, if we're lucky enough to hit 2,000 followers, we'll start a vlog if you want to see my face. <laughs> if not, let me know. You know, it's not set in stone. Thanks to our day one listeners. Keep listening, asking questions and giving advice. We really appreciate it. Now that's all said, let's get into today's show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. No matter where you are, thank you so much for joining me and mum in training. Me and mum in training, I am the mum in training. Thank you for stopping by to listen to our mum in training podcast where we talk all things the prince who you've heard a lot about, um, family life, IVF, IUI, just, you know, children and parent and parenthood in general. And although it's called mum in training, we are not just here for mums. Dads have a lot of the same questions and opinions. Um, as mums do, I just happen to be a mum that is in training to be the best mum. So, yeah, hence mum in training. But welcome to all sexes, uh, couples, singles, like literally everybody. Um, and, you know, it's not even just for parents either. Like, it's for grandparents as well. And anybody that really looks after a child or helps to look after a child. Because... But my my favourite saying is it takes a village to raise a child and there's no truer truer kind of meaning. There's there's no truest few words. Um I wasn't raised solely by my my uh, mum or or my dad. Um aunties and uncles good law and as our son has and and more he has, he's very lucky he has so many people that love him. Gosh, I spoke so much about, about <laughs> just that, just my introduction. No, but yeah, I truly believe that hopefully what you hear and what I speak about in some way, shape or form helps you with the children that are in your life. And I know that those aren't always adopted, your children, they're not always your children. onto the show. So today we're going to be talking about language. It's something that is very big in our community at the moment and when I say our community I mean anybody that is working with, partnered with, has in their life social workers. Um, not just adoption because social workers do more than adoption. Um, there's fostering, there's parents that have their, their birth children that need help and so they help them. Uh, mother and baby units, 
they, they're in so many different fields. And they use, obviously they use language because how else would, well, I mean, they can communicate through other means, but they use conversational language generally, mostly. So recently, our boy, the prince's file, was picked, quotation marks, you know, I love a quotation, for an Ofsted review. You heard me correct. Ofsted. You thought that that was just in schools, right? Because I did. I was never told. We were never told that social services gets Ofsteded. I mean... It makes sense when you think about it. They work with children. They're in and out of people's homes with children. So, yeah, it makes sense that they also get Ofsteaded. But you just don't think of it because Ofsted is school, not <laughs> not um, adoption, not social workers. You wouldn't put social workers and Ofsted in the same bracket or box, but they are. So, yeah. The prince's file was chosen. We were like, yeah, whatever. Because we're so big-headed and think that we're the, these most amazing parents. <laughs> we were like, it's because he's the best child. Like, they've never seen anything like, like any child as amazing as him. That's why he was chosen. Because <laughs> we're, cause we're just so good, you know. Um, but, yeah, turns out he it was just picked at random. They are just picked at random and... Um, and it's not really the child that's being offsteaded, it's picked at random because it's the um, social worker that's being offsteaded. So it so happened that the social worker had a visit anyway and she asked if the offsted guy could come along because um, that's what has to happen. He has to, I mean, if we had said no, it would have been fine, they would have chosen another file, but um it would have been a little bit weird like why don't you want us to come do you know what I mean so we we said yeah and they came and he was like I'm just here to observe you know the normal chitter chatter of somebody that you've never met before but they're in your home observing your child because let's Let's not get it twisted. Although they're there to observe the social worker, they are 100% observing your home, observing your interactions, and observing your child, for sure. Anyway, we have the perfect, well, perfect. If you heard my last episode, terrible twos is here. But, um, you know, we have a beautiful child, for the most part. He, is, he, he plays very well for people in, in company. So we had this inspector, he was like, oh, if you have any questions for me, that's fine, but I'm just here to observe. So we go through, like, what we usually do. She has a play with the prince, talks to us about how he's getting on, um, and kind of, like, how we're getting on. And not that she needs to, but, you know, she makes conversation with us. Um, and then she'd usually go, no, no. So she's usually here for, like, maximum 30 minutes, which, let's be honest, she's still got another, like, 100 cases so that's really good we had a report um it's called a lack report a looked after child report where a nurse um goes through like what he's doing how 
Is he doing okay? Has he got language? Is he going to the toilet? Loads of different questions just to find out if he's in the right um, place for his age group, that he's not lagging behind or if he's further ahead to kind of how that's good, what that progression is going to look like. So we got this report back and upon reading the report, there was loads of language in it that, there wasn't loads of language in it, there was some language in there that I was not at all happy with. And I mentioned this to my wife at the time. I told her that I wasn't happy with it. She's kind of like, she gets it, but also it's a report, it's generated for the masses. Like, let's just move on. But I had this opening, right? I had this person in my house that is part of Ofsted that looks at these papers that could possibly make change, help to create change in some way, maybe say it to the right person and it could be change. So I sh shot my shot, I shooted my shot. So I shooted my shot. And I said to him, like, the language that is used in formal paperwork is, is not good in the most common words that I can use. I said it switches from one thing to another. So in this report, at, at one stage, at the beginning of the report, we're called the prospective adopted parents. That's what we are. No issues with that whatsoever. And then throughout the body of this, the, the report, we're referred to as carers massive problem with that or like it's difficult right because we are caring for him but we are not his carers we are his prospective adopted parents so then calling me his carer I don't know it feels it feels weird I don't like the sound of it didn't like the way that it read don't like the way that it feels when I even say it or think about myself as his carer. Like as an old man and I'm wheeling him to the toilet to put him on the toilet. Like, no, I'm not his carer. And the other thing is that his foster carer was his carer and she was being paid for that job. The prince has come to our home as our son, as our prospective son. You know, like it just, it doesn't, none of it sits right. So anyway, this guy's in our home. So I say this to him and he 100% agrees. Now, if he 100% agrees, my thing is, there are definitely other people that agree. I, I mean, his, the prince's social worker also agreed. So if there's two of you that agreed, I feel like there's going to be more of you. Why has this not been dealt with? Why has this not been changed? Why is everything so freaking slow like this is exactly what our community is talking about at the moment anything everything that needs to be done needs to go through such a massively long process that then nothing gets done about it because then it's just wrapped like it's just left in red tape and how do you get past that red tape oh i can't be bothered do you fancy it no then it moves on to the next one and then we're talking another four years down the line when there's another offset and another muppet like myself starts saying something and they're in your house for an hour and a half later i mean it's just ridiculous because it's something that makes sense i'm not his carer you've never referred to me or to my wife or any ad ad 
um, adoptive parent as their carer. You've always referred to us in the whole journey as the prospective adopted, adoptive parents. And now all of a sudden I'm a freaking carer. What the actual? So yeah, I mentioned that as you can hear, I'm very, very fired up about that because I just, oh no. I'm my mother's carer, not my son's. Oh, yeah, that really hacked me off big time. And I absolutely let them know that it did as well. Couldn't believe it, carer. What do they take this for? But anyway, so I'm hoping that there will be change in that as well. I actually spoke to my mate about it. Same mate as last week, yes. Um, just about that exactly that language actually and she gave me a beautiful antidote I mean it's not beautiful it's bloody her life and it's diabolical but anyway I'm sure she won't mind me sharing I told her that was gonna she went to the doctors with her son and um the you know and she said well like who are you his mum kids need so many injections so anyway he went to get his immunizations from the nurse she was then like this is the nurse well are you listen at that point my blood would have been boiling so much I think I would have had to get up and leave I because I shouldn't I'm not explaining myself to you you are literally nobody in my life I'm not explaining myself to you anyway my friend the darling that she is explained that she is his mother and she the nurse was still quite adamant that she wasn't his mother and that she was his carer do you see now how things like reports saying these two different things can get it mixed up now we're fired up there's blood boiling coming out of our head and we've still got to be like keep this really demure perfect person outside um, yes, yeah, really rude. That's just so rude. If I tell you I'm his mum, I'm on the paper in front of you, it says that I'm, I am his guardian, then shut up. Anywho, so my friend, because she is just so quick off the freaking mark, she said, well, I'm his prospective adopted mother. I said, yes, babes. <laughs> Clicks all round. That is exactly what you were. She's not anymore. She is now officially, yay! She is officially his mummy, um, his adoptive parent, her and her husband. Yay, congratulations to you both. And the nurse was saying, oh, so who are you? And she said, his mum, because that's what she is. This is what we are. Um, yeah, so, but that nurse was just so bloody rude. Just so rude. And I think that people actually forget that, that we have feelings. Please, be careful what you say. You know, that would, that would have been a tough one. In all honesty, like you get the second time that it was asked, because on the paperwork, it obviously says that the child is adopted and so you get when they ask you a second time because they're like, oh, did she say grandmother? Did she say mum? Did she say guardian? Did she say carer? 
let me just double check. So you 100% I get the second time. The third time I'm getting pissed off with you because I've already told you and you heard me loud and clear. And let me make it absolutely clear on the second time I would have said it louder and clearer so that you didn't have to ask me a third time. So if you're asking me a third time, you're being ignorant asshole. So, like, like, just wind your neck in. Some things don't be so involved. Like, no. You can see he looks good and you're, you're I've brought him to you for you to do a job. Do the job, please, and thank you. So annoying. Yeah, that was my antidote. Thanks for that, because that was, I think that was great. I think it really should, anyway, it doesn't matter. But it showed how words can be really ineffectively used. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah. So there were some other words that we spoke about, like that we've just spoken about, that have been kind of ban bandering about, bandering about, bouncing about within the community. And there are a few, and they all do come back to kind of... Um, what's being written and how it's being said and then how other people view it and the education piece around people that aren't adopted that don't know about adoption and then the the words that they use to us that can be quite offensive like not everybody will say birth mother so that we say birth mother because his birth mother is his birth mother she's the person that gave birth to him however not everybody's comfortable with that um not all birth parents are comfortable with that because some birth parents didn't just give birth to their children. Some birth parents had their children for weeks, sometimes years before they were taken into care. And so they weren't like the incubator. They didn't just hold them for the nine months and then say goodbye to them at all. So sometimes birth mother's not right. I, I'm not a birth mother, but for me, I feel like that's the nicest one. Some people like to be called tummy mummies because the baby was in their tummy, you know? And then there's also kind of not, when when you have a tummy mummy, you don't have a tummy daddy or a tummy father. So, so then what do you call the male parent in that um, scenario? So words, uh, and they can be really offensive if you if it's a word that you don't gel with that doesn't sit right with you that causes trauma it could be very disheartening uh, and very sad for that person and that is definitely not something that we want nobody wants any of the stuff that comes with being with adoption Nobody wants a child to be taken from their birth parent. Nobody wants a birth parent to be missing that child in their arms. Nobody wants to go through what adoptive parents have gone through before they adopted. 90% of us have gone through trauma ourselves before we adopted. And have to use words like IVF and IUI and self-insemination and fertilisation and oh, sometimes the thought of my period clock gives me the heebie-jeebies because for so many years all I've done was tack when my period was coming 
Oh, is it there? Oh, oh. And, and that within itself can be traumatic and quite sad. Calling a birth parent a tummy mummy for me is, is a little bit traumatic because I was one and then I wasn't one. There's so many words, our language is so versatile and there are so many words that could be used and I think that just looking at the language that we have can really make a big difference to everybody in the community and I know not everybody's going to be happy with everything all of the time, it's just impossible, impossible. But if we can find words and use language that makes sense to the majority of people at this point in time, because let's not forget, every few years, things evolve, people evolve, words change, their meanings change. When my auntie was adopted, I've spoken about her before, she didn't have a foster carer. She had a foster mother and father, and that is what they were called. They were called your foster parents. Now they don't call them your foster parents because they're not your parents. So the word parents is taken off of there because actually your parents are the ones that, for lack of a better word, do and pay for everything. Your foster carer is given money to do things for you. They are being paid to look after you. Your parents do not get paid to look after you. So that wording was changed and it absolutely makes sense. Is foster carer the right word? Maybe not, you know? Maybe not. For some people, some foster carers, it, I'm saying it because that's the way it, what it is right now, but some foster carers don't like being called foster carers. So how do we combat that language? What do we use for them? Is it going to be triggering for somebody else if we, if we do use another word? Who knows? Probably. But to do nothing is worse than doing something and trying to find the right solution and the right words. There are so many words in our beautiful English dictionary. There's got to be some that work for us, for our situations. And I think it's only right that we try and figure them out together. What was the other word? There was something else. Oh yeah, but that. Oh, I can't have a twenty-minute one, can't I? I won't save it and come back. They were here for an hour and a half. But okay. Maybe a little bit of more of this was my fault. Maybe a little bit of this. So just to kind of cover some points that we spoke about, I realised that I used some acronyms that maybe not everybody is comfortable with or knows of. 
So we spoke about the LAC report uh, and LAC, L-A-C, stands for Looked After Children Report. Thank you again for joining me. It's been a, a good episode. Words count uh, and totally matter in any scenario that you're in. I think when you're in a scenario where the words that you're using can affect more than the one person that you're talking to, uh, it really makes a difference. Our child, our little prince, is a looked-after child as we speak to include children's services and skills episode on words matter and not explaining myself. So I thought it made sense to wrap up with an explanation of, uh, we spoke about Ofsted uh, and what their role is. So Ofsted stands for Office for Standards of Education and that's been extended in, in recent years. Hence the reason that children's services are being Ofsteded. Like I said, in the body, absolutely makes sense. Um, it's just really good that we speak about these words. I'm doing a whole of, of what the words that I was using are, what these acronyms mean. This episode did have some trauma in it. Um, so I hope that if any of you are affected by this trauma, that you have somebody to speak to. Please, please, please reach out to me if there was anything that was traumatic and maybe could be worded a different way or, um, yeah, said differently using different words. I'd love to hear from you. It makes sense that I learn from you just as much as hopefully you're able to learn from what I've, what we have lived through and our lives. That's another episode from me. I hope you enjoyed it. I look forward to hearing from you soon. Take care now. Bye. But for now, helmets on, gloves, shin pads and anything else that is going to help you to be the best parent that you can be.